Northwest Christian School Online provides online Christian education for any students ranging from kindergarten to 10th grade. The tuition is fully covered through the state of Arizona's ESA program and is affordable for families out of state. You can count on NCS Online for a rigorous, proven online program that establishes a robust biblical worldview for all students. For more information, go to ncsonline.org. That's ncsonline.org. The brothers, for you and I to live for the kingdom of God, it's going to require a, a perspective shift, a new way of thinking, a new mindset. What in the world would it mean to pray, Thy kingdom come? Seek first the kingdom of God. Know that your home is in heaven and live as if that's your goal. What we've done in the past simply can't be done anymore. That we lived our life in a certain manner because it was basically a Christian world, a Christian culture that we're living in. That time, those times are over. It's not enough to be a believer. It's not. You, it is not sufficient for you just to believe and that's it. You cannot be a believer. Being a believer leads to being a follower. Instead of all these things we're worried about that consume our thoughts and our minds, instead of using your mental energy on that, instead, seek his kingdom. What in the world would it mean to pray, thy kingdom come? It is Throwback Thursday. Throwback Thursday. Again, June is flying. It's uh, we're, we're June 9th uh, as uh, we're record, as we're listening to this, I'll be in uh, Mexico um, with about 20 high schoolers oh, uh, doing no. a VBS. <laughs> and I'll be camping. And you'll be camping. Oh, good for you. The, the, the Great Commission but, requires camping as well, Mr. Uh, Brown. I guess so. Yeah. Boy, I feel um, like a, a lug now, huh? La- last year we had 70 children at our VBS. In Kids Kingdom? And unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. So just if you're listening, pray for us, please. Yeah. Um, and pray for Mr. Brown that, you know, he catches a big fish. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'll be camping and G will be on the mission field. Yeah, that's... Something's not right. <laughs> oh, Mr. Brown, uh, make oh, me laugh. Well. Um, that's church. You church. will be going to church. Let's we'll be going on. to church. I will be going to church. <laughs> and uh, and today we're. It, it's an interesting. A couple of churches. Uh, uh, Sean uh, Myers had, had left Redemption Peoria. Now he started a church called Pella Communities. Pella Communities. And uh, both great churches. Um, yeah. I know uh, we have our young intern or whatever Thomas Abbott is are, are, are his brothers over at Pella Community yeah. and uh, with Sean and, and one of our, uh, Andy Coley, one of our staff is over at Redemption Peoria, great churches. And Brandon Southall, our senior Bible teacher, is deeply involved at, at Pella I know Community. he's an, an elder at Pella yeah. and, along with Tim Toby, who's a former parent over here. And, yeah. uh, and you... Sean was on your radar a long time I'm ago. I'm a big fan of Sean Myers. I whether yeah. whether through Redemption Peoria or through Pella, folks. I would just encourage you to get online and through either one of those churches, spend some time listening to Sean. He's a tremendous Bible teacher, and and I love the practical application, but I also love the sense of history, and just he's a student of the Word. Yeah, he, he's a thinker. He is. Um, and one of the things I appreciate about Sean is he came to Christ at a later age. Yeah. And he didn't have, you know, and sometimes that's good and sometimes that's bad, but he just like, when he, when he came, got a Christian and he, his life got turned, he just went all in Yeah, and said, I am, I'm going to learn everything I can and, and pass that on. And he's his testimony that. is profound. Very powerful. Yeah. Very powerful. But folks, you're going to enjoy this today. You're going to hear from, from our senior Bible teacher. His name is, is Brandon Southall and his pastor, 
Sean Myers. Yep. And uh, just enjoy this episode. And again, as we've been saying each Throwback Thursday, these are your your invitations to yeah. to join. If you're not part of a church, yeah. uh, man, do it. Get get invested. Yeah. Get your kids involved. Uh, you'll find a transformational experience yeah. within your family when you're deeply, legitimately invested in a in a church. So, so, I, so do that. Quick, quick story, Mr. Brown. You know, I just spent a few weeks in in South Carolina and uh, met a young man named Georgie, and uh, Georgie had never been to church before. Wow! And uh, he started going to the Hispanic service, which I was going to, and I could tell you more about Georgie. But long story short, before Georgie left, he asked me for my phone number, and uh, he said he was graduating and. And uh, so Georgie went home, and, and he sends me a text. And uh, he says, hey, chaplain, I'm, I'm, I'm home now, and, and how are you doing? So we're texting back and forth. And I said, Georgie, where do you live? And he told me where he lived. And I said, I need to know where you live because I need to find you a church. Oh, Because um, wow. I, I, I'm, I'm a chaplain, but I'm not your chaplain. We need to get you involved in a church. And Georgie actually went to church for the first time outside of the Army on Easter Sunday. Wow. Um, and well so done, I'm just checking in with Georgie a little bit. So again, cool. we ask you to pray for our Mexico trip. Pray for pray for Georgie. Yeah. And uh just that he would uh plug in to a local church. Yeah. Well enjoy this. Yep. All right. Hey, uh I am Brandon Southall, the senior Bible teacher here at Northwest Christian, and uh, just want to Jump into another psalm with you guys today. I know you guys have been reading them over the past few weeks. And I uh, want to first introduce uh, my pastor, Sean Myers here uh, from Redemption Peoria. Um, we've been going, my family's been going to Redemption for about two, two and a half years now. Actually, right when my middle son was born. And um, it's been uh, just a great, um, great change for us. Community was, was something huge for us uh, with Redemption. Um, so, Sean, what would you say as kind of the founding pastor of Redemption Peoria, what was your kind of vision as you started it um, three years ago now? Yeah, a little over three years ago. Um, yeah, I mean, it started, I mean, we, we started meeting in on, on Sundays a little over three years ago, February 2015, but it started way before that. We were, jeez, um, uh, I think meeting in my living room for about two years prior to that. Mm-hmm. So even when you make the statement, we're not a church that has communities, but we're church of communities. I mean, that really is in the ethos of where we came from. We started in a living room and that one living room multiplied into two living rooms and then three living rooms and five and six and 10. I think we're at 20 communities now. And um, so the church really has grown from that uh, point of view. Our, Our hope and goal would be that the front door wouldn't even be Sundays. Our front door would be communities that people are inviting their friends into their living rooms first and saying, what is this all about? Because um, in our communities, we what we call we call them communities very intentionally, redemption communities, because we're going to study the Bible, but it's not a Bible study. We're gonna, um, I mean, we're gonna hang out and 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 socialize, but it's not some social group. We're gonna serve together, but we're not social activists, right? So at the end of the day, we're processing what does it look like to do all these rhythms together, and we're keeping track of how these communities are doing these rhythms together. So that's a big point for us, and, and how we started. It's always been about community, and so now these communities are gathering together for the last three and a half years on Sundays. We started with um, our first Sunday, Had we had, uh, as we got rhythm, I think our first month we averaged 70 people, and now we're averaging mm-hmm. close to six or 700 people on a Sunday morning. Yeah, and I think the thing that I love the most about that is it just seems like it's that Acts 2 church. Yeah. Um, as we look at what church was in the beginning, like yeah. that, that's what it was. Yeah. Eating together, praying together, studying together, just living life. Yeah, absolutely. So. And it's important too, I think, with those communities to recognize that 
Um, homogenization really needs to be fought against. Just our natural proclivity is to wanting to be around people like us and mm-hmm. like the same thing. So when you get in a living room, it's a lot harder to push against, or at least, you know, in, in, a, in a room of 700 people, you can sit in a room and you can have different political views, right? Well, you're in a room with seven people and <laughs> yeah. somebody is a Republican and others Democrat. It's a lot harder to coexist. Mm-hmm. But if we're under the banner and the blood of Jesus Christ, first and foremost, you, you really begin to work those things out. And the eclectic nature of what the church should be mm-hmm. is, is, is uh, first and foremost. So I think that's huge to recognize that it really is the engine that drives all that we do for Redemption Peoria. Yeah, I think that's the beauty of the church is that diversity and, and love that we get to share with each other, which is cool. Yeah. So we're studying the Psalms this summer, and uh, Sean, why don't you share with us what Psalm really stuck out to you or what God's teaching you in the Psalms right now? Yeah, I personally love Psalm 51. Um, I think for me, a recognition, we were just talking about this, m- the majority of the Psalms are written from the perspective of lament, right? Mm-hmm. So they're really pointing us in a direction of, understanding uh, what the soul is trying to say in these moments of hardship. And in Psalm 51, it's great. And I've gone to it almost all of my Christian life because um, it's a Psalm of David repenting. So essentially what, it, what took place is uh, David sees, you see the whole story in, in 2 Samuel 11, David sees this woman bathing on the roof. Um, he likes what he sees. And so he decides to take action um, her husband at the time is on the forefront of the army. Um, he finagles as king some ways to make sure that he's out of the picture. Uh, and then he ends up sleeping with her. She ends up getting pregnant. And it's crazy because what ends up happening is, um, I believe it's Nathan, comes up to David, gives him this little roundabout story saying, hey, if there's a rich man who had all these sheep and there's this poor man and, and who only had one sheep, what would, what would you do or what would you say to the, the, the rich man if that rich man took that one man's sheep? And David gets irate, the super <laughs> upset. And then just the four little words, uh, Nathan looks at him and says, you are that man. Yeah, you're the man. Yeah, you are that man. And I, I, lo- I and then from there, you just, if you can read it from that perspective, then read Psalm 51. Mm-hmm. Right there, like, David just breaks, right? And so it goes through this, I'm unclean. I recognize it's not my own merit. It's not my own mm-hmm. stature or swag of righteousness. It's none of that. Um, I'm broken. I need to go to you to be made clean. I need to go to you to, to find purity. And he transitions in the psalm. It's beautiful, right? Because he transitions and he doesn't go to answers immediately. He sits in the lament. Mm-hmm. I think real, we're, we're far too quick when we sin to try to go, well, I'm never going to sin again. I'm not, you know, we have these <laughs> camp, like I'll never do it again. And just feel the remorse of that. Know that the spirit is convicting you. Um, and that's part of the process. And then through that, the blood of Jesus can really begin to wash over you as you recognize, I mean, you, you've sinned much, but you're also forgiven much. And yeah. that's what, that's what happens with David as he, begins to move forward. So Psalm 51 has always been great um, uh, for me to go to. A lot of the lament psalms, I find myself in the psalms a lot when I feel I'm in dark nights of the soul, when I'm in, in parts where I feel like I don't know how to communicate what's going on inside of me um, spiritually. And the psalms really put words to a lot of those feelings. So mm-hmm. so I think Psalm 51 is, is a real good psalm to look at. Cool. Yeah, I love the just reality of the Psalms. I said, it's real people with real talk to God and, yeah. and just sharing their heart. And God's good with that. You know, yeah. God's right there and he's not changing. He's not afraid of it. Yeah. He hears it and, and responds well to it. Well, which is important too, because I think what we're finding is at least in Western culture, a less and less appeal for the Psalms. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like we're going to the Psalms as much. Um, and I think that's because we're starting to disconnect that there's a rawness to Christianity. Mm-hmm. There's a frustration. It's not an easy believism. It's 
it's hard sometimes to believe in a God you can't see and, yeah. and to trust in a God you feel like sometimes isn't there. And we almost don't want to hold to that. We almost don't want to say, and, and I think there's a beauty. You see that in Habakkuk as well. Mm-hmm. Like, God, I don't feel like you're here. Where are you? Yeah. Um, and David puts words to those feelings. Yep. And so we're able to grab on and go, you know what? Even in the midst of this though, I know it's real. I know you're real. I know you're here. Yep. So I love it. It is. It's very raw emotion. Yeah, sure. as you said, so many of the Psalms are laments, but at the end of almost every one of those, yep. it comes back to this, but God, yep. but I trust God, but yep. God is good, but God is faithful. Yep. Um, and just this hymn of praise that, that it almost comes back to every time, um, yep. which is just really cool to see. Absolutely. So, That's good. I love it. Um, the Psalm that I chose uh, was Psalm 34. Uh, and there's really that, that part in verse 8 and 9 is, is the verses that really stand out to me the most. Um, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him have no lack. Um, and it's interesting, we were just talking about this before, is, is here's David who's writing this, and he's literally on the run for his life. Um, and here he is talking about his love for God and the goodness of God. Um, and he uses these very real, honest pictures that I think we all can, can understand of, of taste. You know, there's things that we love and that we eat and that we try and... and and food is, is easy to, to relate to. And um, I feel like for me, this psalm really stands out because in our culture, there's so many things vying for our attention and our taste. And it's everywhere you look, advertisements and media trying to pull you, taste this, try this, this is going to f- satisfy you, this is going to fulfill you. And mm-hmm. and here's David in, in arguably one of his worst moments running from, from you know, death, what's coming after him, running for his life. And, and he's proclaiming God's goodness amidst it, um, asking to, to taste, to try it. Just take a bite. You're going to see that he's good. Um, and as you go back even to verse 5, it says, Those who look to him are radiant, and their faces shall never be ashamed. Um, and I think that's true. I've seen it in my own life. I've seen it in, in the lives of my family and friends, those who do taste and see what God's doing and and jump into the opportunities that he allows and um, really live in, in his goodness and his satisfaction, his nourishment. And um, as there's, again, so many things trying to promise us this fulfillment and this love and joy and happiness, um, we know from God's word and, and I know from my own experience that God satisfies and the only thing that satisfies um, and nourishes us, sustains us, fulfills us. Um, and this psalm is very much one that, that comes back to that, this idea of we are blessed. Um, blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Uh, this happiness that, that goes beyond the normal quick fix. Um, we get to experience this this joy that we don't experience anywhere else. And mm-hmm. so this has been something that's really stood out to me. It's not about you know this feel-good kind of deal, but this just resting in who God is and his goodness um, that, that recognition of, of him, that idea of it comes back to me over and over again, fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord. Um, I think that recognition of God and his majesty and his greatness um, amidst whatever we're facing, uh, recognizing his goodness as a good father, um, hmm. keeps coming, coming back to me. Yeah, you actually see a lot of the language of the taste and see stuff throughout the Psalms, throughout the scripture in general. Um, but I think David is... What I was going to say is when you brought up the taste and see stuff, David's using a lot of this taste and see 
um, real tangible language that you, you were bringing up. And it reminds me of, um, I want to say it's in Psalm 43, as a deer pants for the water, so my soul pants after you. This same like, your longing, think of how you long for food mm-hmm. and the way that you long for food or long for drink. In reality, that's an echo or a shadow of what you're truly longing for. And I think to your point, that's what that psalm is bringing out. This yeah. Come taste and see what is reality, what is true human flourishing beyond what you think would actually bring you life. So I think that's really good. I think it's a, a really good psalm. Well, I want to thank you guys for joining us this summer and um, walking through the Psalms. We're looking forward to seeing you guys in a few short weeks back uh, at the school. Um, hope you guys are having a great time. Northwest Christian School has made Biblical Worldview online courses available to all high school students for transcript credit. Regardless of whether they attend public school, private school, charter school, or homeschool. Frameworks is an exciting new initiative utilizing the learning management system of Grand Canyon University. For more information, visit BibleClassesForPublicSchools.com.